welcome to Melanated Conversations, our narrative and our perspective. Here on the podcast, we are amplifying the voices of Black women and sharing their powerful stories of transformation. I'm Tarian. And I'm Yana. Let's start the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Um, I'm your host, Yana. And I'm Taria. And this is another episode of Melanated Conversations. Yes. Today, guys, we have a special treat for you. Mm-hmm. We have brought on a very special guest, and I'm so excited that she said yes and Man. agreed to be on the show today. She penciled us in, didn't she? Yeah, she, she, <laughs> she penciled us in. This be, she's booked and busy. Booked and busy. <laughs> no. But yeah, so today on the show, we have the Miss Elaine Fluker. Yay! Pew, pew, pew. pew, pew, pew. Yes. So Elaine Fluker is the host of Support a Sexy podcast, which is one of few podcasts that actually features the stories of women entrepreneurs five days a week where they share their wins and their lessons during their journey of entrepreneurship. Elaine has interviewed more than 450 women entrepreneurs around the world, and her podcast has more than 600,000 downloads. Elaine says through her work, she reminds women that having it all doesn't mean doing it all alone. Yes, and uh, yes, yes. Elaine is also currently working on writing a book on the power of support. So welcome, welcome. Thank you for coming on the show, Elaine. Yes, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you both for having me. You know, I'm so excited to be here to be a part of the Melanated Conversation. Yes. <laughs> so as we always do in, in our, you know, you, I know you follow our podcast. You listen to it. <laughs> We always like to kind of start, we like to ease into with our rapid fire questions. Okay, I'm ready. And actually, we're going to answer these questions too, Elaine. So we're, you're, you're not going to be in a hot seat. Okay, good. It's not just me. I was getting, I'm stealing my nerves here. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, here's one. This actually came up this morning. Mm-hmm. Which one would you prefer over the other? Laundry or dishes? Oh, that's a good one. That's so funny. I'm actually thinking about that. I think dishes. I was going to say, I think dishes. I don't know. Cause I feel like, I think the water, the flow of water, you know, like just like being in the shower or anything like that. It just, for some reason I get ideas sometimes washing the dishes or I'll just turn off TV, you know, music, everything. And it'll just be quiet. And I'll just, now when I say doing the dishes, this means putting them in the dishwasher and taking them out. But sometimes, you know, rinsing them off and that kind of thing, just the flow of water or having that moment just on one focused task. Cause I'm not trying to do 75 things and just focus on the dishes. So I think I say dishes. Okay. okay one good. for dishes. Yeah. And she, she, she got one out therapeutic. <laughs> I know. With us. I know. I tried to, you saw, I tried to be deep. I'm like, what is less stinky is really what they think. She said the flow <laughs> of water. I was like, okay. Because I, I had my, my answer in my mind, but I, I, it wasn't a deep one. It was just, mama doesn't do laundry. <laughs> and it's not necessarily just laundry itself. I just hate the folding phase. Yeah. I, I'll wash a little dish or two. Or, right. You know, you know, use my dishwashing friend, the dishwasher. The dishwasher. But um, yeah, it's nothing deep for me. I just don't like to. I like clean clothes, but I don't like to be the one to clean them. Right, right. So 
All right. Dishes. So two for dishes. <laughs> I'm going against the grain. Okay, y'all. I'm a, I'm a laundry gal. Because you do always have the laundry going I'm on. A, Every time listen, I come over I here. I used to be washing some clothes. Okay. I just like laundry. Well, I'm not going to say I like it because I really don't like to do either. But if I'm going to pick, it's going to be laundry because the whole putting my hands in water and we have a dishwasher too, but we really don't use it. We actually use our dishwasher to dry, (laughs) dry the dishes. So you wash them and you throw them in the dishwasher and let them air dry or whatever. Are y'all still old school? We old school around here. We don't even use our dishwasher to wash dishes. Does a job. job. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I feel like sometimes it does the job better. So yeah, I'm going laundry all day. Um, and I like the smell of fresh laundry, too. Do you like to fold, too? I don't like to fold. I don't necessarily care to fold, but it's one of those things like once I pull stuff out of the dryer, for the most part, if I'm pulling out the dryer, let me go ahead and knock these out real quick because right. I don't want <laughs> I can't stand to see my, my clothes sitting out everywhere. Now, I've got a couple of towels sitting on top of the dryer right now, but that's that's a different story. A couple of towels. A couple of towels. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got we got another question. We got, we got I'm I'm pulling another one. All right, Elaine, what is one place you most want to travel? Now I know you've been around the world, but so I'm okay, not even yeah, sure. Yeah, she is the world traveler. <laughs> <laughs> travel back to or for the first time travel to? For the first time, somewhere you've never been that you you're that's on your list. It could be if if, if it, it is, is somewhere you want to go, go back. back. Yeah, because I have one I want to go back to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to go back to Morocco. That was an amazing part of my trip um, last year. I was there for for a month and stayed with um, Marianne Lou Martin, who's the only black woman who owns a um, boutique hotel in Marrakesh, Morocco. Wow. I mean, the the hotel is amazing. It's called Janan Thompsona. She's I mean, she might be a melanated moment. teacher, But she's she's extraordinary and she's doing so many other incredible things but it was just amazing to be in Marrakesh Morocco then be at this woman's home essentially because her home is on the grounds the hotel is there and it's beautiful gorgeous service above any other place I've ever been to and then she you know she invited me to stay in her home I actually interviewed her when I went out there I'm just excited about going back it's a long trip Right, you know, from here to there, but it's worth it. Hopefully, I'll I'll go back next year. She has some events and things planned, and I would really love to be there. So, that's wow. a specific place and a specific destination in that place to um, Janan Thompson Hotel. But I've sent several people who are already going to Morocco uh-huh. and ask about where to stay in Marrakesh to her place. It's extraordinary. Mar- Marrakesh, it is. Right, we need to put that on the list. Oh, it's already there. there. On the list. It's on the list. <laughs> it's on the list. Because, <laughs> like, um. Well, I just recently started, or my husband and I just recently started with you guys. Yeah. Um, every other year, we do a couples trip. Mm-hmm. And um, we didn't actually attend this year with you guys. Yeah, I'm but, sad about that. <laughs> you know. Yeah, we were a, a, a new exciting place to go visit. Mm-hmm. And I know we, what, was it two years? The last time, not this year, but two years ago. Two years ago. ago. Mm-hmm. We went to Cape Town. So yeah. that, oh. Mm-hmm. oh, yes. That's wonderful, too. Beautiful. That was, that was, that yeah, was I can, we were actually trip. ready. We were like, can we, okay. Cause it was, um, two, three, well, three total couples. So six mm-hmm. people, um, that went on this trip and we were like, um, they're still looking at some property out here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of Americans actually have moved to Cape town and, um, Johannesburg certainly just because it's, there are so many opportunities out there now. I mean, Cape town is, I think Johannesburg is more 
quote unquote progressive than Cape Town is in my experience and just from people that I spoke to there. But um, yeah, South Africa is amazing. Yes. Yeah. Like it was just beautiful. It was so you got beautiful. like the best of both worlds, I feel like. When yeah. we went. That was, yeah, that was definitely like we going back. Yeah. <laughs> we are going back. Um. Okay. Some place that I would, one place that's on my list. I ain't going to hold you. I'm 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 trying to get to Ghana. I want to go to Accra. Yeah, Accra is yeah. that how you pronounce it? Um, man, I know they they've been really kind of pumping up this like come visit, come 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 back to the motherland type thing and just experience. Yeah, because I think this year is the 400th anniversary mm-hmm. of the Atlantic slave trade. That yeah, so yeah, I'm gonna say Ghana. That's I've got a lot of places on my list, but. That's like one of those ones I want to go to, like places I want to visit really soon, really, really soon. Yeah, that's on my list too, for sure. <laughs> well, let's 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 plan a oh, let's, make a, let's let's make it happen. Support uh, a trip to Ghana. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. That would be good for a melanated conversations trip. I think you all should do that. Yes, ma'am. Do it now. We're writing it down. Writing it down. Writing it down. Do you want to do one more? Let's see. We want to go straight into our. I think that's. People are ready to hear about her. Now. Yeah. They don't want to know. They don't want to keep hearing about us. That, they hear us every week. That is so true. We, let's, ta- let's get into it. Let's, let's, let's start. Let's start this off. All right, Elaine. So, my first question to you is just a simple Who is Elaine Fluker outside of? the Support is Sexy podcast, and Mastermind. Who is Elaine Fluker? What, what's, the, what's your origin? Where, where are you from? Where am I from? I grew up in uh, New York. I grew up, uh, was born and raised in Long Island, actually born in Queens, raised in Long Island, and then um, went to school at Hampton University. Shout out to Hampton in Virginia. And then um, my parents moved to Georgia, actually, my last year of high school because they're evil people. Um, (laughs) They moved to uh, Stone Mountain, Georgia, which is where they still are, which is how I ended up now in my 40s back in Atlanta to be closer to them. Okay, So that's sort of full circle. But I left, you know, after a year or however many months, my last year of high school that I did in Atlanta, I moved and went to school in Virginia uh, and then after school back to New York eventually and lived in the Bronx for a little while and then mostly in Brooklyn. So I've moved around a little bit. I like moving around. Well, now I think I'm getting more settled, but I enjoy moving around. I think it's very much a part of who I am, just sort of flow and different environments and experiences. But then eventually after school, after college, a couple of internships later, I landed at Essence Magazine, which was a dream come true for me in 1996 is when I started my career. So I started off there as an intern, then became an assistant to Susan Taylor, who is the legendary editor-in-chief at that time, and worked for her and then continued to move up through the ranks there at Essence. And I was there for eight years and then have worked since at several other places in media. But I always tell people, especially women and especially Black women, that it was such a transformative time for me because I was in my 20s at that time. And I didn't even know places. I knew the magazine existed because I always saw it on my mother's coffee table. Right. But I didn't know places of work like Essence existed where there were all these, I knew brilliant black people existed. So I want to clarify this statement, but where was all these brilliant black women in this office just running things. I don't want to curse. 
running <laughs> things. And um, I had just never seen anything like that. They were, as I said, brilliant and they knew how to write, which is my thing I'm passionate about. They knew how to write and edit and they taught me so much and they're running this huge company. And then the Essence Music Festival actually was just getting warmed up back then, if you can believe it. I can't believe how big it is now. So it was just really an important time, I think, for me as a young woman and then also starting in this business, starting from that place. It was it was really magical for me. Wow. That's so that's super awesome. So cool. how so with that background in history, how did you make that that leap into entrepreneurship? Yeah. Like that the transition. beginnings of the support is sexy. I have always loved entrepreneurship, even if I didn't have the name for it at the time. I just like to sound cliche solving problems or figuring things out, especially problems that are interesting to me, let me say, not just, I'm not one of those people that everything's a new idea, but if it's along the lines of a problem I think I can solve, um, I definitely have, now that I look back, you know, when you start connecting the dots, looking back, I have noticed moments even throughout my career, because I had a great, and, and still do in a different way, but had a great career in media working at other companies, Essence, as I mentioned, Vibe, uh, Martha Stewart, People, Huffington Post, so a lot of great companies, Condé Nast. I had experienced it, but it was there were always moments throughout the journey where I was trying something new, kind of on my own or on the side. Even if it wasn't a full out business, it was just an idea or something I was doing for a little while. And one of the, I think, the moment that I really realized that I could be an entrepreneur, that I had really did have this bug, was when I started a um, Yana, I think, knows the story, a personal assistant agency. Back in 2004, uh, I think it was, I was at Essence launched a style magazine called Suede Magazine at the time. I was at Suede as managing editor or something like that. At that time, I know you all don't remember this, email wasn't that big of a deal. We had email, but email came while I was working at Essence. Email wasn't that big of a deal. Cell phones even weren't that big of a deal. Social media did not exist or at least not to all of us. So the way people found personal assistance, especially for celebrities who obviously are more private than your average person normally before social media, they would call each other. So I would get a call from a publicist or a manager or some, or if I were looking for someone, for essence, you call people and ask, hey, I'm looking for an assistant for so-and-so. Do you know anybody? So I decided to start a personal assistant agency called Elite PA. And some of the women that I talked to during that time to the Ask them what they think about women who work with celebrities then, and some still do, were uh, Ava DuVernay, because she was a public, she owned her own agency at that time. Ava? So, yes, I've known Ava for 20-something years, yeah. So she- She name dropping over here, y'all. Yeah, I know how I feel about Ava. Oh, I didn't know how you, I, well, I kind of figure how all of us feel about her, yes. She is as wonderful as you think she is, yeah. So um, so Ava was one of those people I asked her because she worked with a lot of celebrities with her agency, Marvette Brito. I don't know if you know her. She's another big um, publicist. And Janine Glover, I think her last name was. I think her last name is Glover, Glover now. But Janine is another woman who was a manager for someone I actually en did end up working with. So anyway, that was I created this agency in my office, actually, while at Suede. Wow. And I had this idea and I still have the notes from those conversations, which is crazy. I found them one day in my parents' garage. Yeah, so I would say that that was about 2004. I kept it for two years, kept it going. I had four, five clients, had no idea what I was doing, but it was working. You know, I just knew this is what people need. I created a process for interviewing people. I created a process for people to be uh, recruited, if you will. I had someone in LA go interview 
assistants out there. Mm -hmm. It is the business. I say this often. It is the business that I really wish I kept going, especially because it was before social media. Mm -hmm. I I probably wouldn't start a business like that now. I'm I'm sure they exist, but I'm so paranoid of something happening in someone's house or someone posting something on social. I wouldn't even want that headache. Yeah. Um, But so, but this was back, like I said, before anyone was doing that. So everything was much more private. You would have to tell someone what was going on in someone's house, but it was fantastic. And the only reason I did stop it was because I was managing editor at Vibe and Vibe Vixen at the time. Mm-hmm. Simultaneously, it was crazy. And I let it go because of my job. Because my job was obviously demanding at that point. I was at that level. And it was between that and the business. And it was just, it started to grow. And I, I wish I kept it going. Or I wish I even, even if I didn't keep it going, I wish I had the knowledge now about you're able to sell your business. You know, you don't have to just shut it down if it's something that's really growing. And like I said, I had, I don't know why I still keep secret who the clients were. I'm just that kind of person, but it was always secret who the clients were, you know, so I didn't publicly uh, talk about that. But I had several actresses that you still see on TV and in film and some of your favorite shows now, a music person, a huge music person, a few Tony Tony Award winning Broadway actors. It was really growing. So if I knew better, I would have tried to sell it to someone else. So I know that's a long answer to your question, but I think that was really the first time for me that I believed I could be an entrepreneur or I was like, this is really a thing. The transition didn't come until 2014 when I decided to leave my job at Martha Stewart to focus on it full time. Wow. That that was a lot, but that was beautiful. (laughs) It was a lot. No, it was a good a lot. Yes. (laughs) Oh my goodness, Elaine. That's impressive. That is super impressive. How did you, you kind of leaving Essence or excuse me, Martha Stewart and then kind of branching off on your own. How did uh, Support a Sexy come about? Well, when I left Martha Stewart, I was actually working on another project I had called ChicRebellion.tv, which you can still go to today. It goes to the YouTube version of it. But I was building an internet platform for women of color because at the time I was very frustrated with a lot of the reality TV shows that were on. I think we definitely shifted now, but at that time. Black women fighting on television was very hot, hot commodity. I don't know if it's still like that. Um, All women, actually, even the show Mob Wives or whatever that other show was, it was just, you know, just a time. And I felt I wanted to make an alternative to that kind of content. So I created these, I both created videos, original um, web series featuring some fantastic women, Ty Beauchamp, who's a very good friend of mine, Bren Herrera, uh, Karen Taylor Bass. They're all good friends of mine. That's why they said yes when I had this crazy idea. And Tamika White. And I... Actually, what I was doing, I'll tell you both, I was thinking like Bravo, how Bravo started. So when I worked at iVillage.com, Lauren Slasnick, I think is her last name, she was the head of Bravo. She came in to speak to everyone because iVillage was owned by NBC, as was Bravo. And I don't remember what else she said, but I remember one thing she said when someone asked her how she started the, because she was behind really Bravo sort of transitioning into becoming what it is today. And she said when she thought about the programming, she looked at their most successful show, which was Queer Eye for the Straight Guy at the time. And she thought, what are the components that it had? And if you remember that show, if not, you know, go on, y'all, not YouTube, but anyone else listening, go on and Google. Yeah. Well, I know you all like the Google machine. Yes. You like to Google <laughs> stuff Google's right quick. Yes. But, um, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy was a show back then. And she looked at why it was successful. And, you know, they had a fashion person, a food person, um, what else, design, lifestyle, et cetera. So she talked about that's how she 
set up the programming. So you remember Project Runway was on Bravo, I think, at that time. Um, Top Chef. Yeah. And um, whatever other, you know, you when she told, when she said that, you could see how all those shows fall into one of those verticals. And I thought, I'm going to start the Bravo for Black women. And that was my, I always remembered how she said doing it. So I had a mom show, which was Karen Taylor Bass. I had a food show. Bren Herrera is a private chef and an amazing, amazing private chef. Uh, Ty Beauchamp, it was more of a lifestyle show for women. And then um, Tamika White was our fashion show. She had a fashion business and still works in the fashion industry. She has a book out about fashion, careers in the fashion industry, it's called. Um, and we did a, a show called White Noise because that was the name of her agency at the time. So I produced four shows on my own and some after that. Um, so I always tell people now I had Bravo vision, but not a Bravo budget. <laughs> Because I was funding it myself. Um, but still, I created all this content and still have that content out there. But that was the thing, all this to go back to Martha Stewart. That was the reason I left because I wanted to focus on that full time at that time. Support is Sexy did not come about until two years later, 2016. I was actually back at Martha Stewart because luckily I had a good relationship with them, freelancing, doing some other projects for them. And it was something that was going to require me to just sit at a desk and edit and, you know, not really have to talk to people. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to listen to something. And I always say I didn't want to just keep listening to my Rihanna playlist, even though I could listen to that all day, every day, because I love Rihanna, fellow Pisces. But um, I asked my friends, what else can I listen to? And a friend of mine, Kevin, suggested podcasts, which I had heard a lot about, but didn't have any favorites or anything. And he suggested Smart Passive Income, Tropical MBA. And I think he actually just suggested those two. And if anyone, of course, listening to this knows you hear somebody on a podcast, you hear that they host another podcast, you go listen to that podcast. And the next thing you know, you're subscribed to like 30 of them. Yeah. That's exactly what that's exactly what happened to me. So um, I don't even know how many I'm subscribed to now. You all, I'm subscribed to Melanated Conversations. Yay! Um, Thank you. So We're subscribed to you. Yes. What's that? We're subscribed to you. Support is sexy. You. Yeah, thank you. So when I was listening to those podcasts, though I had mostly entrepreneurship podcasts and still do in my subscriptions, I noticed that there weren't a lot of women um, talking about entrepreneurship, not to say there were none, but just that I saw, especially the bigger shows as far as hosts. And I didn't see any hosting or posting five days a week. So I thought, huh, that could be something that I do because I was kind of in the space of looking for something new to do or create. And that's how that all started. I didn't have the name right at that moment, but I just thought, oh, I don't hear a lot of women as guests on these podcasts that are supposed to be the quote unquote big podcasts. And then even women who hosted, I didn't see them interviewing women entrepreneurs, you know, as often as I had envisioned. So that's how it all started. Yes. And guys, if you are not subscribed to Support is Sexy, um, the podcast, yeah. first of all, go ahead and subscribe right now. Um, <laughs> but you will see that the content... Sis been busy. She, as of today, what are we on today, Elaine? 670? 687, oh. I think. Goodness. I got my eye on 700, then I'm going to have my eye on 1,000. Y'all heard that right. 687 episodes. Yes. And she has interviewed well over 600 women in a span of three years. Right. Since July 2016. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> Those are some big numbers. 
I'm glad I did it, but it's a lot. And it's funny, women like Yana and some other women I've just been talking to more recently about the podcast, because I feel like I'm going to die if I don't post on, you know, every day. Yeah. Um, but everyone's like, you have, we're okay. You have plenty of content for us to go through and look through. And I've started realizing now, even tell it, because I'm always, I always say I'm channeling Oprah. Even Oprah had vacations during the summer and they played repeats sometimes. So I had to get out of my own head um, with that, like what it had to be as opposed to how can it be great? Yeah. Um, and how can I make sure that people feel that it's great and they're getting what they need? So now I have a little bit of a catalog. Okay. Um, I feel good about it. And um, yeah, so it was it was worth it to do it that way in the beginning. It was definitely tough to have that many um, or release that many every week. But, you know, it's been worth it because because people say they know they can go back and just find incredible content there. And for me, I remember I interviewed this woman, Zara Green, very good friend, very early on. And she told me, do you know, I, I, I don't want to mess up my computer. I would look and tell you what episode she was, but very early on. And she said, um, do you know how many women you're going to meet by doing this. And that hadn't even occurred to me. You know, you all know when you're first starting, you're like, I just need to get this done. I can't even think about what it could be. Or you kind of dream about it, but in the moment, you're just trying to get the podcast up and out there and you're in the weeds with it, if you will. But um, when she said that, I was like, wow, I'd never even thought of that. And now looking back at all the women that I've interviewed, it's just, I never could have imagined. I didn't, you know, even envision this. My thing was just, well, I know, you know, I was being sassy about it. I know women who have good stories, women entrepreneurs. Why don't I see those people on, you know, why don't I hear my girlfriends on podcasts for entrepreneurs? So that's what I started with, the women that I knew. And now it's just been women all over the world. Yeah. Um, I remember you mentioning just a little bit earlier, kind of you're alluding to us talking to you in our circle about how you didn't realize that out of 600 plus interviews that you didn't have enough content that you had to still crank things out every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you still had to, you know, continue on that momentum. But, you know, on the flip side, people are really like, this is a lot here. How does she do it? Right. Um, it kind of seems like you had some, sim- you were showing some symptoms of what you have um, coined. And I quote, I got it syndrome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I, when I heard this, this term, I was like, I believe I too suffer from from this ailment. <laughs> um, I too have I got it syndrome. So Elaine, can you tell us what is the I got it syndrome? Yeah, well, that comes from the idea of or the reason that I um, sort of came up with or made this phrase support is sexy part of my own mantra and then started saying it to other women and saw them adopting it. This idea that um, having it all doesn't mean doing it all alone. And uh I say that women, especially ambitious, unapologetically ambitious women like ourselves, uh, when people offer us support or want to help us in any kind of way, sometimes our knee-jerk reaction is, I got it. It's okay. No, no, I got it. No, I got it. I got it. It's fine. And whatever version or whichever way that you say that, your tone is still the thing is, back off. I got this. I'll do it myself. Yeah. And I wanted to bring that to our attention because aside from, you know, it might just be something... Uh, where you want to prove yourself and prove that you got it. That's one of the reasons that some of us do it. But we don't think about how that in a couple ways in real life, it stops people from wanting to help us because we think, well, she got it. She says she got it. So 
So we do that. And then we end up sometimes resenting people for not helping us, even though we told them that we had it. And then in the other way, just from a bit of a woo-woo standpoint, which I definitely embrace my woo-woo-ness, I believe too, it just sends the universe a message of, well, I was trying to send you some help, but you know, if you got it, okay. Yeah. You know, so just to get us in the space of learning how to not only ask for, but I also say how to accept support. That's good. Go Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I I, no, I, I talk when people talk. I apologize. I'm more, I'm super verbal, like things in my head. It just comes out of my mouth. If you can see her, like if y'all can see Terry over here in the podcast, she was like, oh, yes. Jumping out my chair. Yeah. <laughs> she got it. I got yes, it. That's okay. I'm a serial interrupter too. That's okay. Yeah, but that's that. So that is the whole thing. I got it. So I want to help women. Uh, part of my mission is to help women get over I got it syndrome and see the power of support. And then, I mean, you know, also from a more serious standpoint, it could cause you to be experiencing a sense of isolation and then ultimately some depression and some other things, but you might not realize until, and when I often say it to people and explain my, you know, version of what that, that phrase means, a lot of women are like, oh, like you said, Terri and I, I too yeah. have, uh, think I have that, but you, you don't realize it until it's called into call to your attention. Right. Um, so I want to call it to women's attention and say, even if, and I say this too, even if you have it, do you have to get it? Mm. I, I've been in situations where I've, you know, simple things. I always talk about in New York, especially where you walk nearly everywhere, carrying groceries somewhere, even in Atlanta, where you're carrying groceries out to the car, the person in the store who works in the store, whose job it is to carry your groceries, asks you if you want help. No, I got it. Or you could just say, you know what? Thank you. Yes. Thank you. And that person can do what they're supposed to do and, you know, their purpose in that moment, support you. You can feel good. You tip them or you don't or you just say thank you. And you've had this beautiful exchange with someone and created a pattern for yourself of accepting support when it genuinely comes to you. So, you know, it's something to put into practice, like I said, in those simplest ways to obviously other ways that might be bigger. You're struggling to do something on your own when you really don't have to. You're stressed out. You're depressed and all these other reasons. Yeah. I, so. Yeah. I, I definitely feel like since we, Yana and I have started this podcast and, you know, all the behind the scenes work, because, you know, like getting on the mic is really the easy part. And it's everything <laughs> else that that comes along with it. And so, you know, we're working on stuff and like, you know, we divvy out tasks and I'm like working on something and, and I'm stuck. Right. But I, I, since I suffer, well, I'm about to be healed, but uh, <laughs> suffer from this. I got it syndrome. I'm like at home, like trying to figure it out and the kids and the husband and mm-hmm. everything. And I'm just like, I don't want to call her. Cause I know she's got a family too. And I'm like, I don't want to call or text to bother her. So and I'm I got on to her out. about that. She actually. did. She did. She did. You ain't got, mm-hmm. we know you got on to me. Mm-hmm. Because you're showing symptoms again, so I'm just trying to make sure. I know you got it out of you. Okay, then my hands on me then. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, definitely coming to the realization that you know I I do walk around with that I got it syndrome and feeling like well I don't want to bother somebody. But what's there's nothing wrong with asking for help, um, especially Mm -hmm. when someone's willing to offer it to you. And like you said, and you never know you that person can be missing out. You can be blocking someone else's blessing just by being like, well, no, like I'm not going to bother them or no, I don't need your help for whatever reason. It's like, well, that's what I've been gifted to do to help in these areas. Why not seek out that help? And like you said, accept it. So I think that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I think too, you know, it goes to also, uh, that's like you just mentioned in your example, you all are working on the podcast together and you don't ask Yana for help. And then it's like, you're not 
Yana and I knows that we talked about this as a theme this week in the Support a Sexy Circle. You're not enrolling her in your vision. Yeah. So, so that's mm-hmm. another one you want to get into the habit of enrolling people in your vision. Hey, this is what I'm up to. And whether you ask them directly for help on a particular thing or you say, I'm trying to figure this thing out. Let me know if you know someone. All of those things are action of support. And it helps you, again, get out of your own as they say, out of your own way or out of the way, as we mentioned, of a blessing that could be for someone else. It just, I think, connects us. You know, we, we're in a time, I think we need connection more than ever. And I think um, being courageous enough to ask for support in whatever way is part of creating that connection. And most people want to help you, you know, and I, I always tell people too to remember, you know, some people say, well, I don't want to be a burden or I don't want people to think I don't know how to do whatever it is. And I say, you're not asking for a savior. You're asking for support. Mm. That's a big difference. You know, there are people who might be sitting around and, and not wanting to do anything and just want to be a, have a savior. Someone come save them. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about an empowered ask and knowing that you deserve it. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And it's so interesting that we're kind of talking about this. And you, you've touched us a little bit about, you know, how, so, how you can help someone or what are ways um, people can navigate through, you know, the I got it syndrome. And you actually have a model that you've created, you know, with help of how <laughs> to, you know, transition, you know, out of that I got it the mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you? Absolutely. Yeah. Just can you kind of walk us a little bit through what the help model is? Yeah. So I called it um, help just to make it as easy as possible. You know, we're thinking about support. So if you use help as an acronym, the H is for something I mentioned earlier, just remembering this idea that having it all doesn't mean doing it all alone. So the most powerful and successful people in the world know this secret is do not try to do it all alone. Uh, You're not being a hero when you do that. You're only hurting yourself. And as we mentioned, you might be blocking a path for someone else. And also for all, again, the unapologetically ambitious women out there listening, no matter how independent you think you are, the wisest women know the best way to go is to get support. So that's what I want us all to remember. You know, we all say, well, I'm independent. And actually, that's you're not really independent unless you make your own clothes and you grow your own food and you do, you know, there's, we all are dependent on others in this world in some way. Yeah. So, so that doesn't even have to be your thing. You could let that go. You don't, again, have to be the hero. The most successful people know the power of getting help and support. So that was, that is the H. Having it all doesn't mean doing it all alone. And now the E is something we also talked about is asking those empowering questions. So Not questions like, um, you know, why am I so stupid or why haven't I figured this out already when you're going through a struggle with something? It's more changing your your approach. So thinking of asking yourself, if you're trying to figure something out and you you need some help, you you can say something more to yourself like, what am I missing? Or uh, what do I need to learn in this moment? Those are more the kind of questions that you can ask of yourself before you even reach out for help. But then you're kind of open and in that space of doing something that's um, Patricia Moreno, who was episode 26 of the Support a Sexy podcast, told me about this idea of living the question. So I had never heard that phrase before. And I know this is something I've included, um, going to include in my book, actually. But again, as women who are usually women who have to know the answers, whether you're a mom or you're a businesswoman or, you know, you're a career woman, you usually have to know the answers. It's hard for us to be in the space of allowing ourselves to live the question and be open to what that answer is and not beat us ourselves up or not knowing the answer. So I want you to be able to make empowered asks of other people, but also ask empowering questions when it comes to how you think about what kind of support you need in the moment. So that's the E. 
And then the L is um, let go of the how. Yana, you know I say this oh, all yes. the time. Let go of the how. So the L is for letting go of expectations and um, how support is going to come to you. So it kind of, it definitely goes, I was going to say kind of, it definitely goes with this idea of living the question, the empowered question, because we can't, again, feel like this is the thing I'm going to do. This is exactly how it's going to happen. And I always tell people when I'm coaching anyone, you know, if you knew exactly how something was going to happen, you probably would have done it that way already. That's you true. You would have said, this is it. This is how it works. I'll do it that way. Yeah. Instead, sort of be open and release those expectations. You can have a plan and work the plan. But if another person comes along who is a better support to you, but you're just focused on, no, 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 I want to re- reach that person behind you, then you're going to miss out on an opportunity to really accomplish whatever it is that you want to accomplish. So let go of the how. You don't have control of the how. Just let the support show up for you like it's supposed to. And then the P finally is believe in the possibilities. So you must believe that you're, as we said earlier, worthy of this support and you can make room for this support in your life. Uh, When I went through this program, which is actually sort of where the support is a sexy idea came from, I went through this program called Momentum in New York. It's in California. I think it might also be in D.C., but it's an amazing program. Look it up. Uh, Momentum Education. But one of the things that they talk about is making room for space for the things that you want in your life. So, for example, if I say I want to, you know, a man or a partner, in my case, it's a man. I want a man and I, you know, don't have any space literally, literally, excuse me, no space for them in my life. My closet is completely packed. I have all this excessive things. I never have time or I never make time even for myself, much less anyone else. Work is taking over everything. I just, I literally don't have space for this other person that I claim I want in my life. So what if I just, and it might sound silly, but if you're listening and this is you, whoever you want as a partner, what if you just cleared out a little bit of your closet so that could potentially or that could represent creating a space for that person? You leave a little bit of room in your schedule because that person might fill that time. I'm not saying do anything dramatic like miss a day of work and say, I'm waiting for my person. But you get the idea of making room for support or for whatever those things, anything that you want in your life, you've got to make room for it. Sometimes we have these jam-packed, a lot of times, especially today, jam-packed lives or even jam-packed vision. I've been creating vision boards for 10 years now with this woman, um, Barbara Bizu, who was also on the podcast. But one of the things that she taught us and when we're creating our vision boards, you know, you're pacing everything down and sometimes you have a vision board where you got so many things you want, pictures are overlapping, right? There's no, there's no white, if your vision board is white background, there's no white space, there's no nothing. So she always says, leave room. You have to leave room in between, even when you're looking at your vision for other things to come in that you might not expect or other things to happen or just room to breathe. So creating that space and then believing in the possibilities is the last one. That's good stuff. Where do I sign up? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So um, I know you have the Support a Sexy Mastermind. And so how can our listeners kind of get plugged in to the support mm-hmm. of sexy mastermind and ha- get all this wonderful access to the um, support the and support. the resources. Yes. yes, absolutely. Yeah, the mastermind I'm very proud of. I just love our community. I'm happy to have you both in it and active. Um, is a free online community for women entrepreneurs who really want to support each other and build their businesses together. So you can get uh, led directly to the Facebook group by going to support is sexy mastermind.com. Go there, request to join. We'll have a look-see and invite you into the group. Uh, We do chats in there. I do chats, ask me anything chats. 
we've had in the past, I think just a couple months, maybe at least four or five other women entrepreneurs with different expertise come in and talk to us about things like leveraging your LinkedIn profile and the psychology of entrepreneurship, which was actually Yana's idea. I had my coach, Margot, who I mention often on my podcast, come on and talk about that. Uh, we also had um, Stephanie Gass, who talked about how to create a passive income business. So if you're a woman who is launching your business or you just want to connect with other women women and network, even if you're just thinking about it, and your business doesn't have to be obviously a large corporation, it could be your side hustle or anything creative that you want to do, I think the Mastermind is a great community to do that. And then if you're interested in diving in deeper to some of the things that we talked about here, the help model and the group that Yana is in, the Support a Sexy Circle, which is a more intimate group of women that get, it was daily, Terry Ann, but you know, they, they couldn't take it. They asked us to Ooh, child, because Elaine would be coming with these challenges. We were like, we need the weekend off, Elaine. <laughs> Let me tell you. So that is... Uh, this every day I'm sorry every day me and Yana meet either in person or via via zoom and yeah. she like Elaine then gave us another challenge <laughs> she then, gave me another challenge today and I ain't gonna hold you I know I'm not in the circle but for some <laughs> reason this whole challenge mindset has seeped into our meetings on the daily <laughs> so I got I got stuff on my calendar deadlines I got to meet yes. so thank you Elaine <laughs> That's right. We do weekly. Is it weekly? Bi-weekly challenges. But we talk uh, Monday through Friday. It's bi-weekly. Yeah. 6.30 a.m. My time is 5.30 a.m. Yana's time. Uh, yeah. Every Monday through Friday in the morning. We talk for, it started off a half hour. Now, I think our most epic one was maybe three hours. Oh, yeah, my goodness. Not to get scared. Yeah, we even had it some miracles. It's not going to be that long, but... Um, but I am launching a new group for that in um, January. So Yana can talk about her experience with it. Yeah. Advice, but um, it's been amazing, you know, for those ladies and for myself, just that one-on-one or that group, intimate group contact and being able to support. Again, it's all about support, yeah. supporting each other with all of our visions. And um, I'm really excited about doing that with um, another group starting in January. So you can find out more about that group at Support is Sexy Circle. Dot com. It's called the Inner Circle. SupportedSexyCircle.com and um, join the waiting list and I can let you know about that when it starts up again. Yeah. Thanks. So y'all, I'm just going to give my little personal Go experience with <laughs> being in the support circle. So before even the sur- support circle, let me give you my origin story with even how I joined the mastermind. Because um, if you guys listen to my um, personal episode um, that aired, you know, I, I talk about my most difficult year. Mm-hmm. And I also alluded to that, you know, when I got past the, what I, what I call it? Cope, Cope, Hope, and, Cope, Cope, Hope, Hope and, and Barry. Barry. Yeah. Um, was one of those things for me was actually listening to you podcasts. And I stumbled across Elaine's podcast. I was, you know, how you look in iTunes and they provide like suggested podcasts for you based on your listening. Yeah. Her podcast appeared and, you know, I, I, I clicked in that link and I saw... <laughs> Probably about this time she had well, well, she had well over four hundred. She was nearing the five hundred mark. So, yeah, she was our she was in the game in the game. <laughs> um, but I just listened to, and I was just I was really drawn to the fact that this was a a black professional mm-hmm. woman out there, you know, shining light on other women entrepreneurs. But she was doing it in a way that was it was so different from what I've you know experienced or seen. Uh, or heard because it's a podcast. Yeah. Um. And 
she was connecting with all types of women from mm-hmm. different backgrounds and different countries and um and the fact that she was doing it every day. So I was always listening, you know, tuning in to um her episodes and yeah, I'm I'm still in, you know, here it is over a year and a half later and I'm still digging through the catalog cuz there's a lot of it's a lot of content, a whole lot, guys. A whole lot of episodes. Um but uh when I as Elaine kind of alluded to, she does a vision board, but I do a vision board every year as well, a personal vision mm-hmm. board as well. And this year I wrote Elaine's name down on my vision board, just wrote her name down. And I was just like, I would just love to meet her. That's all I said. It's just, I would just love to just meet her because this is just fascinating. Yeah. Sis is on it. <laughs> um, I, you know, I listened to, and I don't remember the episode number, but I can link that in the show notes. Um, but Elaine, um, as we mentioned, she's writing her book mm-hmm. and she got on the podcast and was telling her story about, you know, she's needing to, you know, find a way to stay focused, you know, and holding herself accountable with the book. So she was going to start um, creating or doing like daily live chats on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. To just, you know, she was just going to hop on, whoever hopped on or didn't hop on, mm-hmm. you know, it didn't matter as long as she showed up and she showed up for herself and those who will show, will show. I think this was back in May of this year, May or August of this year. Um, and I started, you know, hopping in on the chats. It was, I feel like it was, it was like July. Ju- yeah, it was July. It was yeah. July because it was yeah, right. June or July. It was right before the 4th of July. Yes, yeah. you're right. I did it during 4th of July um, holiday. Yeah, you're right. Because this is like right when I made the transition. Um, I was mm-hmm. making a transition out of um, my current, well, then. Yeah. Um, nine to five and making a leap into entrepreneurship. And I was, I was just... I told Terry and I was like, I'm one of you on, but I was like, I'm afraid because it's like, it's, it's not that many people joining. And I, you know, I was like, I don't want her to like say, Hey, <laughs> I don't want her to like notice me, but I want her to notice me. Right. Um, but I just kept showing up and, um, by her showing up, it allowed me to show up mm. and it's great. I don't like to use the word crazy, but, um, how the universe shows up for you mm-hmm. when you show up for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, with me just putting on my vision board her name and just me wanting to meet her, yeah. it manifested itself into us actually working together just from the Facebook group, which now has evolved into us really personally. Like I'm in her inner circle, yeah. you guys. We Like she said, we get on a chat. We'll get on a, actually, um, we get on like a, a Zoom call every morning, her and four other um, of my sissies, as we like to call mm-hmm. ourselves. And um, we, uh, it's, it's just so amazing. We encourage each other. Um, we have accomplished so much in this. Has it just been a month and a half now? Yes, I think a month and a half, like six weeks or so. That's it's crazy. crazy. <laughs> Even I think it's crazy. Come on, Terry, and you need to go on and get in there, girl. Oh, I've already nudged. I gave her the ash. I've given her the ashy elbows. <laughs> no, listen. Well, because at the time, I think I was able to get on like a couple of calls in the morning, like before you like started the actual like the inner circle. Um, but I was my job that I was working at the time. I was also up like so I would have like the phone on to the side, but I was on the computer because I was teaching um, oh, kids in China. So it was, yeah. So I was like, I'm trying to teach. And I was like, I, I, I couldn't do both at the same time, it, especially because 
it's pretty interactive, like mm-hmm. engaging and stuff like that. And so I was like, I got to step away for a bit until. But anyway, so I'm I'm coming. I'm yeah, coming. coming. I'm coming. She's okay? coming. I'm coming. <laughs> I, I am blessed just to just to, you know, what I mean, just to see Yana be excited and share um, just, you know, what I mean, just the encouragement and the support that you ladies have. Like, I'm like, man, I love it. I love it. And just even being I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but yeah, um, just being a part of just even just the mastermind and you just have this huge community of women who like I mean who support each other in in every facet of life or no matter what they're doing big or small like you have leveraged this platform for us and I just I think I remember telling you and I was like man like I didn't even realize it but I was like this is something that I kind of been craving you know what I mean and especially with women and I know you 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 have women from all over uh, from all backgrounds, ethnicities, but it's it was it's definitely something to see black women supporting one another like that. I just absolutely love, 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 and I appreciate you doing that. So thank you, yes, Elaine. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, thank you both so much. Yana knows she makes me cry when she tells that story but, <laughs> um, about the vision board, but yeah, thank you, thank you both so much. I appreciate you being there. You know, I would say. On the podcast, what it just wouldn't be the same without you, and I mean that um, in all places. So I appreciate you listening and being there in the community, and Anna with you being in the circle, and it's just it all came together in divine order. And even that is an example of what we talked about earlier. When I did those Facebook lives, I had no, you know, it was definitely wasn't a promo thing. I really needed to, and still need to, finish my book, um, and I just was showing up. But then it gave me a reason to wake up every morning because I started seeing some women show up regularly. And it's like, okay, there's other women there who are doing, working on their thing during that time. And I don't want to not show up. So there was a question I was living about how to get through doing this book. And this was a thing. And there was a question I've been living for a really long time of creating a program or something to support women and what that could look like. And my coach, Marco, as I mentioned, encouraged me, you could turn this into a group, an actual group where you're, you know, more connected with um, all of these women. So that's how that all evolved from being in that space and being open to how things show up. So I'm just, you know, so excited about it, excited about the future and all the things in the works, excited about all the things that Yana has in the works Mm -hmm. uh, that I know she'll talk about in due time, but I won't blow her up right now, even though I want to. But uh, it's incredible. She didn't blow oh, herself up actually things. already on that on the episode. She 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 blew herself up already because on this episode up? there's an episode yeah. that that's out before this one. Oh yeah, she blew herself oh, up. Yeah. But that's okay. Oh, yeah, we are good. I am excited. Um, yeah, so it's just it's been amazing. So I hope you know anyone listening again. The free group um, Facebook community is supportedsexymastermind.com. That's the easiest way to get there. And then the inner circle, which the new segment um, will launch in 2020. That'll be supportedsexycircle.com. Yes, and we'll include all this in the show notes, you guys, so you can make sure that you stay connected. But um, but yes, um, as we kind of get ready and draw near to a close, we just have a few closing questions just to wrap up for the day. Mm-hmm. Okay. First off, for our listeners, what resources kind of would you recommend? Of course, being number one, support a sex and go ahead and join the mastermind. I'm going to plug that one. Go just ahead. Go ahead. After um, you listen to this, like- go straight to <laughs> Facebook, right. go to supportedsexy.com plug yourself in. Right. But what resources would you recommend for someone getting started in their entrepreneur journey? 
Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, one of the books that I love, I'll give a couple. One is um, Stephen Pressfield's The War of Art. And um, I just think we've talked about this recently. I just, it's one of the books that I buy the most for people, recommend the most for people, whether they're entrepreneurs or not, but just people who are creating something. He, uh, if you haven't heard about the book before, speaks a lot about resistance with a capital R and how that resistance uh, monster shows up when we really need to, um, something that we need to accomplish or we want to accomplish. In fact, I've heard him say, I don't know if he says this in the book, but I've heard him say in interviews, that the more important a project is to your evolution, the more resistance you will feel to it. Mm. So I often share it with people who are going through, you know, we call it writer's block. We call it all these other things that we call it procrastination. A lot of times it's just resistance um, to you not wanting to do that thing. So I would highly recommend that book. It's great as an audio book for sure. Another great, I'll recommend books. Um, Another great book is, um, I don't know if you all have heard this, Shoe Dog. The found for entrepreneurs specifically, Shoe Dog, the founder of Nike. Uh, what is it, Phil Knight? Yeah, it's um, it's so good, and I never would have thought to read it. But actually, speaking about support, Brandis Daniel, who is the founder of uh, Harlem Fashion Row, and who just created that incredible sneaker with um, LeBron James and the other ladies who are part of that. She, I believe, she's been on the podcast, of course, but I believe she posted about it on social media, and I was like, oh, I'm going to give that a listen. I was actually. Um, traveling internationally at that time. So I was listening to a lot of audiobooks. I've listened to it maybe at least twice, maybe three times by now, because one, the audiobook is done so well. And then you, no matter what you think about Nike um, in general, the story of him, the journey of creating uh, his business and the trials that you go through and the times when you, you know, you have to, I don't say lie, you have to frame things differently because you're not quite there yet. And just all the things that you go through as an entrepreneur, he really, really takes you on that journey. So that's one I would definitely recommend um, is another book. Let me think of one by a woman. Another one that I like a lot is, um, let's see, Girl Stop Apologizing by Rachel oh, Hollis, also a guest on the podcast. Uh, she's amazing. She And she that book is a great one to listen to as well, uh, which is what it says about how to stop uh, apologizing. No, sorry, not girl, stop apologizing. That's her new one, which is good. Is it girl, wash your face? Girl, wash your face. Very good. I I like that one. I I recommend that one first. Girl, wash your face is the first one. And, um, and she's speaking about the 20 lies. I think women tell themselves and you know, what's the actual truth. So there, I can give a long list of books, but those are some of the ones that I um, really recommend. And another more practical one, I'll give this last one, um, is Entrepreneurial You, which is by a woman named Dory Clark, also a guest on the podcast. <laughs> but it is her book. I have so many pages turned over, highlighted, circled, notes in the margins. Like it is an all in on entrepreneurship. A lot of it is about, well, it's about speaking and different things too, but entrepreneurial to, entrepreneurial you, excuse me, about launching your business, things to think about, um, different ways to create your business, especially in today's age. So I don't think it's, I can't remember if it's all about online. I don't think so. It's other kind of things too, marketing and other ways to create your business and other stories where she speaks to people. And I think um, Dory teaches at, or maybe her book is at Harvard, from Harvard. Um, published by Harvard, but I can't remember where she teaches, but she's just wonderful and and was a great guest too. And I I literally ran, she's the first person, I think she might be the first and only person I I literally ran out of time talking to her. She she had to go to another interview, but I had so many questions. She was so good. Um, So those are some I recommend. Wow. <laughs> we need to start a little book club. Yes, That's next. We do. Time. <laughs> you want me to start one? No, oh, actually, no. 
Um, Elaine, you already, Elaine already knows this in the circle, but she has a lot on her plate and she is forbidden to start anything new until we get, we we are working on the book right now. So, which leads me to my next question. What's next for you, Elaine? Oh my goodness. I want to start a book club now, but um, I can't, I'm not allowed to start anything now. They told me, Um, but what's next is the book. Um, As far as what I'm doing, well, yes, as far as what I'm delivering, um, it won't come out till 2020, likely. Um, but yeah, I'm working on that. And at least at the time we're right, we're recording this. My goal is to get it in by October 1st, back to my publisher. I gave him the first draft. So this is the second draft because I had to make it much longer, which is the reason I was having so much resistance, which we talked about. I didn't know what else to add, but I feel really good about it now. So that's the big thing that's next. Something else I just want to mention to everyone that you all put, I won't go too deep into it because I know they're like, there she goes with another URL. Um, But something else that I really want to announce as a tool or resource is something I just launched recently at the time of um, our conversation is the Supported Sexy Academy or SIS Academy, I call it. So you can find out more about that at sis.academy. Yes, that's the actual URL, sis.academy. And what it is, is um, these workshops that we talked about that were in the mastermind or just other places that I've recorded. Again, like the, just like the interviews on the podcast, these women entrepreneurs, but they're sharing their specific expertise. Um, like we mentioned, passive income businesses or uh, five ways to tap into your power presence or how to align your business with your purpose. These are some of the ones that are on there or, um, you know, how to have your best year yet. And all these other, some things are more, you know, strategy focused. Some things are, I call start from within focus. So it's personal development space. But if you go there, sis.academy, you can see videos there. You can watch previews of videos, uh, video. If you want to buy one that you just want to watch at that time, where well, you can stream it after you buy it, you stream it anytime. But they're, I think it's $4.99. But if you want to get a subscription and just have a monthly subscription, have access to all the videos and any future videos, it's $12.99 a month. So I just mentioned that because I wanted to create something that's a, it's not the free mastermind, although in the mastermind is where you, if you catch those interviews live or those conversations live, you'll be able to see it there. But for replays or for people that don't know about the mastermind and the, I mean, the sis.academy is open to anyone for men who aren't in our mastermind. The information is great in there. And I'm excited because going back to what we said about vision boards, creating an online learning platform for women entrepreneurs was and still is a huge part of my vision. So in addition to the content and all of those things, I really want people to be able to say, I got this from Supported Sexy or SIS, as we call it, Academy or podcast or something, but really creating as many tools as possible for you to be able to know that you can launch and grow your business. So that's something else that is on the nearer front for me is really focusing on growing that platform. I already have a lot of videos on there, but continuing to grow that platform and then to be able to give back by encouraging young girls around the world to consider entrepreneurship. So that's the near future. So you guys, do you see what we mean by when we say sis is busy? Yeah. (laughs) She's making some ways. She's making some major moves and, and it's so needed and so necessary and Yes, I, I, I'm, yes, I'm just so grateful to be able to be a part of this monumental movement that you yeah. are creating for um, just, just women in general. Yeah. So thank you. Yes, thank, thank, thank you. And thank you, Yana, for being like, hey, 
Go ahead and check check this yeah, check better, this you Facebook. Gonna you gonna join this page real quick? <laughs> you gonna join this? You gonna join this group? Order for us to do this podcast. She had to be a part of the mastermind. You gonna have to join this group. Get in on this. And that with there it is then. And I'm so glad and so grateful to be a part of what you're doing. Well, I am proud of you both. You know, I know how hard it is doing a podcast. People think it's so easy or maybe setting it up might be easy now. I don't know. I haven't done it in a few years now, but I know keeping it going ain't easy. So people talk about podcast fading that usually happens to people after maybe what, seven episodes or so. And I know you all are gone, have gone beyond that, at least recording at this point. So congratulations to you for figuring out a way to bring your voices out there and just the, the premise of your podcast to include all of our voices in such a powerful way. So I'm excited about what's to come for Melanated Conversations. And um, I already have it on the challenge, um, Tarian, just so you know, for Yana to do a Melanated Conversations event. Okay, so, yeah. So I know that'll be coming up soon. That'll be part of your challenge. Yes. Uh, but I, I just think it's so powerful, um, the platform that you all are building too. So thank you. Very happy. She did mention the challenge and we've kind of talked a little I bit enrolled, about it. I enrolled so. her in the vision. She did. And uh in the vision that's right i'm ready to get this train rolling (laughs) (laughs) all right just one um other question before we close what is your theme song for 2019 if you could just narrow it down to one song and it doesn't have to be a song from 2019 I this song the song I've been playing over and over again is tempo by lizzie that is my song I love it. Like that song gets me so excited and happy. It's so fun. And then she's like, you know, I'm a thick chick. I need tempo. Absolutely. Okay, all right. You don't need no yeah, slow songs. Ain't no slow songs around here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, Lizzo, come on through. Yes. yes. Tempo by Lizzo is it's become my my song this year with Lizzo and Missy Elliott. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Can't can't forget Missy. All right. Well, Elaine, thank you again so much for joining us and being yes. so part of you know, being a part of this. We so appreciate you saying yes. Mm-hmm. How can our listeners um continue um to plug in with you? How can they reach you on social or get connected with supported sexy? Yes, you can follow at Support is Sexy on all all platforms. Uh, on Facebook, I think it's Support Sexy because they don't let you put an is in your URL for whatever reason. Um, but if you search Support is Sexy, you'll definitely find it. But yeah, please follow. Please reach out. Let me know that you heard about Support is Sexy on Melanated Conversations. I would love that. Any questions, I'm open to questions and available um, as much as I'm allowed to while I write the rest of the book. Um, but yeah, I would love to love to hear from you all. All right, guys. Well, once again, we want to thank Elaine Fluker for joining us today. And I'm sad to say it is time to go. But until then, Melanate on that. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed our chat today. Keep the conversation going by heading to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leaving us a review. Have a story of your own to share? Email us at info at melanatedconversations.com or connect with us on social media at Melanated Conversations. Till next time, keep raising your voice. voice.